and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Anna. And we're Entrepreneurs, a podcast by two gay idiots navigating owning and operating their own businesses in the midst of end stage capitalism. Hello, darlings. Bienvenue, everyone. Hello, hello, gay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to your gay day. Mmm, yeah. Or your gay night. We don't know when people are listening to this. I mean, I don't know about you, Kayleen, but I sure listen to podcasts in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, because I listen to podcasts when I'm either in the car running errands or when I am, like, doing dumb shit around my house where I can't, like... Like, doing dishes or, like, cleaning. Yeah, I listen to podcasts to get, like, an extra motivational bump. And evening, we are switching to, like, you know, Slytherin ASMR room sounds or, like, an ASMR haircut. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Oldies playing from another room while it's raining. In a car. In a car. (laughs) Old-timey pirate ship creaking thunderstorm. Chill steady beats. (laughs) I hope yep. she passed her test. <laughs> Some, I saw someone on TikTok cosplaying as the cool study beats girl. God. It's just the shit that picks up is so unexpected. Um, why do we all, why does our YouTube all go to that? I don't know. Yeah. It's just like a shared collective experience. And for me, I find comfort in it. Yeah. Love it. So, Kayleen, what's up with you? Ooh, um... I, you know, like I said, uh, busy, but uh, I feel like I'm the next two weekends, although actually by the time listeners hear it, then I only have one more like really batshit weekend like um, of of wild events uh, before I can kind of like take a little bit of a break for myself. And uh, yeah, I'm, I've been joking that I'm just like, I just got to make it to gay Easter, which um, I think it's a very New Orleans concept. Yeah, which I don't I will know what exp- gay Easter is. Gay Easter is. So, but then I, I think it was funny. I've been saying this for weeks. And then yesterday, basically the mother of gay Easter passed away. Um, so gay Easter is uh, every Easter Sunday in New Orleans. Of course, not for like the last two years because of the pandemic. But like every year since the early 1980s, there has been a... Easter parade through um, the French Quarter uh, that usually involves, I feel like it's not like floats, it's like on carriages, like mule-drawn carriages Mm. with, and it is a gay Easter parade where all of the like drag queens and gay, fabulous Bourbon Street people dress up in their Easter finest and have like a little parade. It's, um... It's not like Mardi Gras. It's not like a big, crazy, ostentatious float situation. There usually is some kind of, like, throwing of candy or whatever. It's just like a sweet little gay gathering, and it's kind of like a celebration of, like, New Orleans nightlife people. Mm -hmm. Um, And Chris Owens, who is the person who um, started the parade and organized it and leads it every year, just passed away this uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, Chris Owens is like New Orleans trash royalty honestly she no one knows as far as I know no one really knows how old she is she is uh, very well preserved if you know what I mean but she was a dancer um, who, who 
kind of popped up on Bourbon Street in the 1960s. I think her husband owned a club and she was the headliner mm. um, in the 60s on Bourbon Street, on the like 500 block of Bourbon Street. She had her own club now. The like I can't remember exactly what it was called. I can look it up. But um, yeah, she's just one of those people that was like really tightly woven into like the fabric of old school Bourbon Street, like pre-Katrina pre like tourist haven bourbon street when that was mm. when it was like a a haven for weirdos you know um and service industry weirdos uh oh okay one source is saying that she would have been 90 in october what yeah she's 89 years old uh and what an enigma yeah so the fact that she died like a week and a half before her parade very sad because it hadn't run for the last two years i think um okay yeah she uh, she uh started dancing in in a nightclub on bourbon street in 1956 and it still operates today her husband opened it and she took it over um i feel like the second line's gonna be lit yeah i think so right they might just like Um, change the parade to a second line or something yeah she was just like one of those people who really was like I don't know. She's got, if you look at her, it's, like, very much, like, Cher, Cheetah Rivera kind of vibes. Um, She was just, like, a really amazing entertainer and very much a part of the fabric of this city. And so, um, yeah, Uh, working towards making it to Gay Easter in her honor. May we all, may we all live as as much of a cool life as she did. Wow. That is... I feel like there's always so many, like, with New Orleans personalities, they all have such profound, like, I I don't know. Like, she didn't know how old, people didn't know how old she was when she was 90. Like, yeah. what? Usually you can tell kind of a mystery. 90. Like, how old are you? 60? 90? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wild shit. Well, over here, I'm honestly living my best fucking life. Yeah, um, you are. So I am making a course, and I, I don't know. Like, <clears throat> listeners, there's so many different ideas and strategies on, like, launch and, like, what it looks like. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, like, go with the flow. I'm going to make it, and then I'm going to start talking about it. No. So the, the course I'm making is phone sabbatical. That's what it's called. And it's like a seven-day guided phone sabbatical. So you can, I've just, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I literally almost every episode I talk about how much I fucking hate my phone <laughs> and like the boundary issues that I do have with it. And um, so I made the course, like made the outline of it. And then yesterday I was planning on filming some modules Listeners, my phone died, and it's just not working. And now, just it's just such a confirmation of like this is exactly what needs to be happening. This is exactly what needs to be going out into the world. Um, when Kayleen met me, I we can't really. I didn't know my phone number, and I had a flip phone, and I had a YouTube channel, and so now I'm like posting on TikTok with my camera YouTube style. And it feels probably eight times better than filming on my phone. Like, my three-year plan is to not have a phone, and I need to start figuring that out for myself. So it feels like a, 
honestly, it doesn't feel harsh. It feels like I manifested it because I like decided I was like, I'm going to make I'm going to start writing and making like a phone sabbatical thing for myself and for others. And then it was like, yeah, bitch, you are. So it's just like this idea of like once you write it down, right, like your to do list is a spell list. Once you set that foot forward, it's out of your hands. It grew its own damn legs, you know? So I'm very much in in the whirlwind of that, and I am I'm loving it. So, yeah. It is That's awesome. also, yeah, so this past week, so last to like last week's episode was was Wheel of Fortune. And I feel like this is a very big Wheel of Fortune kind of thing where it's just like let the powers that be be and you're just kind of in it and you're like, all right, well. And I also know that Venus entered Pisces on April 5th, which is like a very dreamy placement that I know a lot of yeah. people. Because we also have Jupiter in, in Pisces and yeah, our our Pisces yeah, party is having fun just, until yeah, eclipse just season. Like, Pi- anytime planets are in Pisces, I'm just like, just like don't expect to have a super tight relationship with reality for a little mm-hmm. while don't don't expect to be tethered to this planet i feel like i'm super close because i'm living on my neptune line right now which is ruled by pisces or neptune rules pisces i don't know which way it goes but if it's reciprocal but like now i feel like the placement pisces placements are very showing up very strongly in my life because i'm like living by a pisces line which is i'm having a great time um really doubling down on the things that feel good and giving myself the space to realize that like my desires change and like florida is gonna florida and like i can try Mm -hmm. to fight it but like i'm just having such a good time (laughs) like and i don't really care i don't really care and i'm just gonna go with it and i think i'm gonna change my phone number when i do get a new phone because i just feel like that's the step florida girl yeah Honestly, thank God. Like material girl. Oh my gosh. Her brain is mush. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. awesome. Let's yeah. hop, hop uh, I feel, on in. Yeah. The universe uh gave you exactly what you wanted. Yeah. I'm happy. Y'all, you've talked about how you're working towards life with no phone. Yeah, so like let's do All the it. time you're talking about that. Am I? Yeah. And the universe was like she keeps saying it. <laughs> yeah, with with great conviction and enthusiasm. Yeah. So. All right. Okay, folks, it is tarot time. Tarot time. All right. So this is coming out the week in, the week before Easter, Ostara. Um, we're towards the end of Aries season. So we're coming off. We started with an eight of cups and uh-huh. then we had a five of wands and then uh-huh. we had a wheel of fortune, Uh huh. which is quite so, the hero's journey. Honestly, right? <laughs> I feel okay. If I'm feeling anything, I'm feeling a cup. Oh, so we got a two of wands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's um, that's an Aries card. Amazing. It's the first yeah, deck in like, Aries. I feel like 
we are firm. I, sh- I say this now. Who knows what the deck will do to us in future weeks? I feel like we have left the Eight of Cups behind. Like we finally embodied the yeah. message, and now we're getting Wand energy and Major Arcana energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Two of Wands is a really great card. Anytime I get it, I'm like, fuck yeah, because this is the time to make your plans. Like, this is a time to think strategically. This is a time to gather your resources. This is a time where, like, you know, if you had a really good idea, a spark, uh, a spark of a something, a, like, a a moment of inspiration, mm. don't let it go. This is the time to take that big, wild, crazy idea and see and gather the, the resources you need to see how you can take it from an idea to a reality. Mm. This is this is the time to plan, um, and this is the time to research. Uh, this is this gentleman here. He's hold he's surrounded by like maps and a globe, and he's holding lots of scrolls, and he's looking out into the distance. And this is just like this is the moment. There's this really beautiful phase between when you have an idea and when you start to take action on an idea, and this is the the internal thing where you can like really start to um formulate a plan of action and figure out what steps you need to take if you can reverse engineer like if you can see we use yourself where you want to be and then reverse engineer to figure out how you can get there so mm-hmm. yeah i, I love the two of wands i say the two of wands. Oh, and the ace of wands is on the bottom of the deck yeah i love that yeah cool um, it was a lot of so fire that's, energy. That's my Deccan. So I'm the first yeah. Deccan of Aries. So yeah. um, whenever I see the two of wands, I'm always like, oh, it's me. It's but me. But the, the, the phrase that comes to mind is like, the world is mine. Uh-huh. You know? Cause yeah. Like it, any, this is like a really magical point where it's like, oh, yeah, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And just like what we were talking about, like even making a to-do list and then mm-hmm. just having that excitement around it, and then shit just starts happening that you're just like, oh. My notion is a spell. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, yeah, I think it's, I, I was feeling that, especially coming off of, like, the, the Wheel of Fortune with, like, the Eight of Cups, Five of Wands, Wheel of Fortune, Two of Wands. Like, we're just heading into it. Like, it's, it's here. We're starting the new page. We're going for it. Um, and like, in my opinion, what I love that energy. I love that energy of just doing it and and deciding just the decision, just making that decision of like, yeah, I'm deciding I'm going to do this, and then what happens after that. So I love it, love it. Um, and that ties into today's discussion for the main dish. Yeah. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. Yeah. Hey, main dish. What up? So we're going to be talking about how sometimes you have to do things that you don't really want to do to get to where you want to go. And how mm-hmm. do you get yourself to do those things and like how do you self-incentivize you said something earlier Kayleen like a 
dangling a carrot in front the carrot, of... The carrot and the stick. Yeah. Where it's like the Bugs Bunny kind of like... How do you get? How do you get them to go where you need them to go? Mm-hmm. Um, and what's that like carrot dangling off a stick in the distance that keeps you walking in the right direction? Yeah, yeah. I feel like this all the time. I feel like it's almost like I don't know, like gamifying existence sometimes, mm. <laughs> where you just like where you know you need you know like you need a little coin, a little a little coin bump. Um, to keep yourself yeah, going, a little power up, up. Yeah, like a yeah. yep, to just like get yourself going to the next stage. Because you know what, like being a boss, be owning your own business, uh, it, there's a lot of shit that you have to do that you can't delegate to somebody else. Uh, and it's always like shit you don't, and a lot of it is shit you don't want to do, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all usually pretty necessary. Um, so how do you? Uh, make yourself do it. And I think a lot of people talk about just that, like making themselves and forcing themselves. And it's very like, very like powerful, like just white knuckle through it. And it doesn't have to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like what if you could just make your, your least favorite task, like as dreamy as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we always end up back at Marie Kondo. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. One of the things I like to do is if there's like a ser- a, th- a thing that I'm a series of things that I'm dreading, I'll just make a list and set a timer and see how fast I can do them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, or like cool. if I'm like if I'm overwhelmed by like mess in my house, I'll set a timer for like fifteen or twenty minutes and see how many tasks I can accomplish because. In our head, when it's something we really don't want to do or we've been procrastinating, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then how many times have you, like, been putting off something and then you finally do it and it took you five fucking minutes? Mm-hmm. So just trying to be like, okay, if I could – what if I just sprinted through this? Mm-hmm. Like, I really hate – I don't know. Like, one of the things I have to do is – uh, when I'm making – when I'm planning a wedding is, like, set up vendor – like vendor calls and so i'll just like make a list of and and i just like i hate the phone so i try to just do as much as i can through email Mm -hmm. and so i will just like if i find like i feel i have like a weird like sense of dread about reaching out or like like a block or like a procrastination thing i'll just be like okay well i have half an hour how many people can i email to set up a call with in half an hour and just uh, more than i think Sometimes I still have time left by the time I get to the end of the list. So That's yeah, the thing. How, what can, yeah, a lot of times, Sprint. yeah, a lot of times these emails don't take that long. No, we build it up in our heads as like this mm-hmm. scary thing that isn't real. I think that's also a big thing. It's like, what are the stories that you're... What is reality and what is a story that you're telling yourself mm-hmm. to support, like, your own, like, narrative? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it real? It's not real. Yeah. Um, we had a bro book review about this. I think it was either beginning of this season or last season. It was a book called Effortless. Um, I think that was and, last season. Yeah. And it, it's just such a good perspective of like, what if it was easy, you know? And like, yeah. not gaslighting yourself into it being easy, but just like telling yourself like, what if it just like wasn't that hard, you know? Yeah. Um, because 
something that I wish wasn't true, but I have found to be true in my existence is that the more you are like in a, I don't know, not peppy attitude, but like you're feeling chill about it. Um, your attitude plays such a big difference in like how things get executed. And yeah. I, I love being bitter, you know? So that it's can so be really fun to bitch and complain. Yeah. Yeah, I like I love it, but at the end of the day, it's not hurting anybody besides me. It's not making anything more difficult besides like the task that I'm needing to do. So I think there's a lot in like spells in music, right? Um, dancing or just taking a break and getting some fresh air and walking and you know also like whatever vices you want to do like drink a coffee smoke some weed I know some people yeah. like drink wine while they work um yeah I was just thinking I was like one of the things I listeners I still haven't done my taxes we are like so close to the deadline I think what I'm gonna do on my next day off which is like this coming Monday I think I'm gonna like romanticize doing my taxes mm-hmm. I'm gonna like light some candles and make make myself like a fancy drink and put on some like sultry music and just make it as like mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing as possible and then do my taxes um, as opposed to trying to just like effort my way through them I know and uh, I feel like that's also like a of being like a, a you dumb bitch like why have you waited so long to do this <sighs> You know, like not real. Um, not real. <laughs> because I mean, I think also with taxes, it's just like okay, I could either get like a few thousand dollars back, or I could owe a few thousand dollars, and that one's always just like a. <gasps> and yeah. I think being in a good frame of mind while you're doing that is just such a key. Yeah. To just doing it, and I think also. What helps me is, like, this idea that, like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be good. Like, I'm going to be fine. Like, there's – I'm hard-pressed to find a scenario where I'm fucked. Um, And I think a lot of us, especially living in, like, the United States, like, we have that – Opportunity to like, you know, like have access to like clean drinking water and food. And I know that's like the bare, what minimum viable product, but like if you have to think about it that way, um, you know, it to me it's helpful just to be like, I can live a simple fucking life and I will still have my joy because yep. what else am I gonna do? Like, what do yeah. I really like to do? I like to like. Go on walks yeah. and like rollerblade. Like I, I think really not that complicated. I think it's also important, even like even if you're doing stuff you want to do, and it's not you don't have like a dread feeling necessarily, but you're like in a busy season or like you're working a lot or you're stretching yourself thin mm-hmm. to like be very deliberate about the ways in which you make time to take care of yourself. Mm. So I was thinking about this like cause we had that a few weeks ago, our wellness episode and we talked a lot about our daily routines, but I didn't talk about the stuff I do that isn't daily to take care of myself. Um, because when I'm super busy, like, which isn't all the time, I feel like in the fall and in the spring are my busier times. Um, 
I'm making more money. So why not deliberately reinvest that in myself? So what I will do when I know things, when I know I'm about to enter a busy period, I will look at my calendar and I will schedule care appointments around my paydays Mm. so that I know that like even in my busiest times, I'm blocking out time. And that is Mm. like I will alternate between like pedicures, haircuts, facials, massages, things that like make me feel good about myself or like, you know, like a massage or like I want to try I want to try adding acupuncture into the mix. Mm -hmm. Like I use my body a lot. And Mm -hmm. so like I need to make I need to treat it. I need to take it in for a tune up. I wouldn't you, you know, it's just like changing the oil in your car. Like you need to you need to take care of yourself. Um, and you need to invest in yourself. So if if I know that I'm going to be making more money because I'm more busy, like, why not take a chunk of that? I, it's for get, it, getting tattoos as well. Like, that's that's also, I would consider, for me, uh, a self-care activity. And so uh, it's something I try to deliberately, before I get busy, schedule and make, make sure it's on my calendar. Um, so I'm not just like work, 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 work mode the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, I do things like that, but like I don't think I really schedule anything um, I know. that's like on your list, which is just really interesting because like I also have my rituals, but they're just like so different. And I know it's my very high femme uh, care routine. Yeah, like mine, literally one of them uh, is taking a phone sabbatical and like going dark. Like I have to do that, I think a few times a year for me to like maintain my sense of self, my sense of curiosity, exploration, uh, inspiration. And in theory, it's free, Uh, but I would say, it's going to be more fun if you can budget a little bit of money to do, like, fun things, right? Like, yeah. a little trip here and there. Um, but I want to talk about, like, how self-care, I mean, it's just health care, you know? And I think we yeah. just, like, turned it into, like, self-care and, like, this idea that, like, you have to love yourself to, like, want to take care of yourself. But, like... I think that's kind of bullshit. Um, I think it's just like I think it's just healthcare, and I don't think yeah, you need- just, it's just maintenance. Like, yeah, <laughs> and it's also just like a human right. And I think we've kind of like taken it into this place of like, oh, you have to love yourself to take care of yourself, and it's just like, what kind of capitalist bullshit is this? Like, we've literally been taking care of ourselves all of humanity like that's literally the point and sometimes it's harder and sometimes it's easier but we're living in such a nuanced complicated version of life right now that right you if you don't do it then you like you're gonna short circuit and it's not gonna work out for you so like for example like with the phone i haven't taken a break so usually i take two weeks off like before my birthday um as i take it as like a time of reflection but i just didn't i was just kind of like panicky before my birthday and then my phone fucking died Mm -hmm. uh about a week after and it's just kind of like this idea that like 
you have to like if you feel it like yeah you can incentivize yourself to do it but like it's kind of like this idea that these tower moments can be avoided if you do what you need to do um and if you don't it's just gonna get messier and more complicated and like the example that i'm thinking of right now is just like dating somebody that you probably shouldn't be dating you know and it's just like the longer you wait for that it's just gonna get messier and the more explosive it's gonna get yeah Uh so yep yep um i want to talk about this idea of like it's like a business word of like a minimum viable product Mm -hmm. which is like what is the bare minimum that you need to do to like sustain you know how much of your routine do you really need to be doing uh and how much are you just like running in circles yeah and it's also like i don't know if you're if something i struggle with um is i is letting perfect be the enemy of good where you Mm. get so obsessed with doing with having something done the right or perfect way that you just get paralyzed and you take no action at all and then you've got nothing Mm -hmm. Um, so what is it in your, like, if, if there, if there's something, you know, you need to do to be like maintaining your own, like mental health or routine or self care or like, and you're not doing it because you know that like, you're too busy to do it perfectly or to the full extent that you want to be doing it. What is like a half measure that you can take? Like, to just be able to to kind of do it because kind of doing it is probably going to be better than not doing it at all Mm -hmm. which is what will happen if you get so obsessed with like perfection it's just not going to happen so for me it's like you know my uh my uh all my clean laundry is in a pile on my guest bedroom right now that's okay i'm still doing laundry Mm -hmm. you know it's not on my floor it's not mm-hmm. dirty on my floor. Like, it's just, like, these basic things of, like, uh, not, I don't know. I feel like we, we you can't, we only have a, a certain amount of energy. Where is it going? And how can you, like, wrangle it so that you're still, like, uh, like a basic human mm-hmm. and not a burnt out mess? Yeah, I think the line, because I feel like we're so used to being so manicured uh, Mm -hmm. in this society and especially as like single people uh, living by yourself um, it's just such an uncommon way to live right Um, because it's it's pretty new it's pretty new like within the last I would say like 50-ish years or so that you know a lot of people are single a lot of people are living alone a lot of people are not leaning on anybody else to do like housekeeping, uh, domestic labor, making food. Um, Which, and I feel like can, sometimes if you, can, that kind of- if you can outsource those things, do it. Mm-hmm. Stop getting into the idea that you have to do it, take care of your home all by yourself. It's mm-hmm. such an outdated idea. And if you have the resources, fucking do it. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and it's, like, one thing that, like, I love to cook. Um, and, like, it's such a good way for me to, like... I feel like I'm doing well if I'm cooking. But mm-hmm. at the same time, sometimes it's just, like, 
Kayleen knows I'll eat that raw tofu with a fork. Straight out, straight out the box. <laughs> it's fine. It's protein. I'm going to be okay. You need the cat, whatever. You're still getting calories. Yeah. It's just like, all right, it's, it's, it's enough of a hit. So I don't get lightheaded when I stand up too quickly. <laughs> um, so I think knowing what you enjoy, you know, and, and like, by all means, if like a dirty house drives you insane, don't do it. Um, there's like little metrics of like your mental health and like, you know, those where they are for you and then you can go from there. Um, yeah, I just, I also think like they, the 40 hour work week was created for men Mm-hmm. With the idea that they had a woman staying at home to take care of all their other tasks. Mm-hmm. We don't live in that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, if you live in a home where there are two people and they both work 40 hours a week, it's okay that, like, shit isn't getting done. And if you're someone who's living alone and working 40 plus hours a week or whatever, it's okay that things are not getting done. It's not realistic. It's just not realistic. Like, we, this is, like, the the problem of, like, the American, like, individualism mm-hmm. is, like, we're supposed to have a, we're supposed to have a community who can take care of these things, and we don't. So, yeah. don't beat yourself up because capitalism has created a system that's designed for you to fail. Um, I will say that one way that I set up my life uh because I, I, I don't think I tend to, like, let my house get super dirty. That's, like, not something I do. But I also, listeners, I think I combat that by, like, all of my social interactions happen in my neighborhood. Uh, pretty much since I started living alone or, like, with roommates or whatever, I realized I wanted to live in the neighborhood that my friends lived in because I do not have the energy to, like, travel a few miles to go anywhere like if you live a couple blocks away cool um, you also don't have a car anymore so you and i i haven't had a car yeah for i mean i think in my entire life like i had a car for like a year in high school and then i had a car from 2018 to 2021 so most of my life has been car free kind of based on this idea that like it doesn't make sense like even when i had a car i don't care to drive across town to come see you i'm not that interested like i love you but like it's I know I get exhausted by like you're either going three blocks away or you're crossing the crossing the continent like one or the other honestly so I like I really like to make an effort to like get to know my neighbors to live in like a neighborhood where I can be social and I have like friends that live there Um, because I just love to like go on walks and stuff like that and that's one way that I really like to like simplify my life um It's just by, like, having these just kind of cute interactions with my neighbors where, like, maybe we'll get a coffee or maybe we'll just, like, walk uh, or maybe we'll just hang out on a porch uh, and play some cards because I tend to get a little overwhelmed with, like, going out to dinner, for example. Like, that's something I do not give a shit about. I've never liked it. Like, a lot of times I feel like I could make 
a lot of the food I eat better at home um, and it's too salty. So like just shit like that, that like people enjoy doing, like going to see live music. I don't give a shit about that. And it and it's getting to a point where you know yourself and, and other people might like not yeah. have what, different goals, what, but it's just like, it's just going to make me tired. It's just going to make me what feel is, What actually fills your cup? What mm-hmm. actually fills your cup versus what you think is supposed to fill your cup? Mm-hmm. This is the benefit of being in your 30s is that you're it's a lot easier to figure out the answer to that question. And there's a lot of other people that you could also find that are like, oh, yeah, I'm like not interested in that. Um, I, yeah. But I'm like when I was like dropping notes off to my neighbors to be like, I don't have a phone. Um, like I ran into one of my neighbors. We were going to have dinner and I ran into him at the park and I was just like, oh, here's a grocery list of like things you should bring over for dinner. Just like shit like that. That is just so like, I don't feel like grocery shopping. So here you go. Here's the list. Yeah. And and, and like, I don't know, asking for what you need. And then um, when I was meeting up with them, there was like some neighbors, all, like we were all hanging out and then they were like, hey, do y'all want to like join like a volleyball league? And I was like, yeah, kind of, you know, and and just kind of being unafraid to say no but like to say yes to things that like you are interested in Mm -hmm. trying and it gets a lot more apparent I think uh the longer you live as to like what you're looking for and then also yeah just to keep that that minimum there and to keep that energy there because then once you get like too tired and that's when you verge on burnout um but that's a whole nother episode that I I feel like I feel like burnout is one of those gosh, how do I not a weapon word, but you know what I mean? It's like one of those words where we're just like, what I don't really could mean a lot of different things. Um Yeah. So I think it's time for a bro book review. Bro book reviews. I read a bro book every week, so you don't have to. Hey, let's do it. Okay, I gotta... What's the name of the book I was reading, Kayleen? I don't know. She has a few of them. Um, something about the house. The house, bringing down the house. What's her name? Kara Alwileba. Kara, okay. Let's it's look AKA it up. AKA The Champagne Diet. Okay, so this next book is... A recommendation by Kayleen. So I did not read this book. I recommended the the author. Yeah. Kara Alwil Leba. Like mm-hmm. she owns the place. Yes. Um, so this was written in 2018. And I kind of almost feel bad for any sort of like anything that was written like 2018, 2019, because wow, it just does not stand up. Uh, the world has changed so much in the past couple years that uh, this book does not. Uh, y'all, if you have imposter syndrome, it's, ha- it's hard to be a girl boss. OK, <laughs> I didn't even there were segments of this book where she just rants about soul cycle. She's obsessed nowhere. with soul cycle. Nowhere. It, it had Nothing to do with anything. She just starts talking about soul cycle. Like, what? Why? Like, why are we doing this? Where are we going here? Like, it really didn't have much to do about much. She was just like, sometimes 
I'm unmotivated to go to SoulCycle, but then I force myself to go anyway. And then she talks a lot about body image and like feeling bloated, um, which I was like, okay. And then she talks about how Botox feels like poison and she feels like she needs to stand up for this. And I was like, hang on, let me Google her. Frozen. Fucking frozen. Um, so. Very well preserved. <laughs> no one knows how old she is. So yeah, I, I think the champagne diet is just like, I think she is just to, in my mind, as someone who was like very into her, almost on like a hate follow kind of way. I don't know. Uh, it's a very blurry line in like 2015, 2016. She's just like the power of delusion to me. Absolutely. And it's just like what we were talking about, like the bare fucking minimum. The bare minimum. Like, this book put wasn't a, even put coherent. Put a Chanel logo on it and a glass of champagne in the picture, and people will buy your vibe. Yeah, the, the champagne diet was talking shit on Botox. I was just like, this isn't yeah. even consistent. Like, this logic isn't even consistent. Um, so I guess, folks, it doesn't need to be. Maybe it does, like, honestly, if she would have published this book now, No. But she didn't, and I think that's also just kind of like you can read the room and you can sense your audience. And I think also any sort of writing is a form I of mean, like channeling. Her her podcast is called Style Your Mind. Like, I wanted I wanted more of that. I like the idea yeah. of styling your mind, but this one she was has, just she like, has like workbooks and stuff. I feel like maybe the better book to read of hers would have been Girl Code, but. That's one of her earlier ones. Because this one really, I I thought it was going to be more mindset stuff, but it was just like, not at all. It was like, you should do this. Uh, Sometimes I get bloated and Botox is bad. And that's kind of, and soul cycle. Oh, and she did talk about like driving the Ubers to the soul cycle. She loves her Uber blacks. And I was just like, I don't really, I don't. Um, okay. I would say it is not a boring read. So there's that. It is compelling because it's just like, what is she going to say next? You know? Yeah. Um, she's just like a, she's just like a Upper East Side Manhattan, uh, delusional, it's Chanel very, wearing, champagne drinking, soul cycle riding. Anti-intellectual. Person. Just like, I, like... Yeah. So this one... And I, she, I, she, I will say this, she self-published her, like, first four books. And I think that um, that one that you read was the first one that where she actually had a publishing deal for it. She self-published her first four books and then got a deal to write that book, and then they took on the rights for, like, at least two or three of her self-published ones and republished them under, like, an actual label. Mm-hmm. So, Delusion... It's wild. Um, And it's, I mean, I say it once and I say it again, like, it can be bad. It can be bad and successful. Look at anything. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if it's too good, that's worrisome. Like, (laughs) it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be subpar. Like, that book was actually bad. Um, And I'm sure she's she's doing great. 
Yeah. <laughs> Making a lot of fucking money. So uh, to that, I say, listeners, swallow your fucking pride and embrace your cringe because I'd be hard pressed to see anything that is not like just existing is cringe. Yeah, and it's just wild. Just wild to me that like it's just like the Botox thing when I'm like she's got like platinum blonde, like whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. not 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 uh, knocking down anyone's appearance, just their hypocrisy. <laughs> Double down, man. Like con- contradict yourself. Nobody's. We're all consuming so much. Like nobody's paying attention. The contradictions that exist out, just in throw living. Throw out whatever whatever you think will make someone listen for like half a second. <laughs> Botox is poison, bitch. Yeah, and you look at the author photo and she's just like You've got platinum you got platinum roots and and you call yourself the champagne diet. Frozen. You, are you talking about toxins to me? No, I'm gonna even yeah. say like no, she was Botox to the fucking gills. Like, I saw that smile. I saw that for. I mean, you could just tell. You can tell when, pe- honestly, you can tell when people have Botox and when they have filler. There's a difference. And, like, yeah, that was, like, definitely Botox. It was pretty hilarious. Anna's, um, uh, Anna is an expert. She's done uh, med spa videos. <laughs> yeah, I was at a med spa one time. Uh, and, honestly, fillers, if you do a filler right, man, that shit can look really good. But then if you do it wrong, that can look kind of scary. That's the thing with med spas. You just never, you know, you're like, am I going to look like old time Hollywood or am I going to look like a fucking balloon? Oh, my God. I think I had a dream about Madonna last night. Oh, no. Has she been coming up on your For You page? Only that weird video of her, like, trying to kiss the camera. They're all like that. That pufferfish ass. They're all like that. And everybody's just like, how did we get Everyone's here? Everyone's like, please stop making fun of whim- of older women and their appearances. And I'm like, no one's making fun of that. They're making fun of her because she's fucking weird. Yeah, it's very, it's very uncomfortable. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Madonna has appeared on TikTok and she looks inflated and it's very close to the camera and it's... I don't. And yeah, it's just like it's just like POV lip filler. And this is where we go back to it doesn't need to be good. In fact, it might be better if it's bad. Like attention like Julia grabbing. Fox showed up on the red carpet like blitzed out of their mind, just like red fucking eyes and you could just tell and everybody's like an icon. So I think we are in god, what do I like Kind of like our slop era, where we're just kind of like, okay, like let's just we've be got sloppy. Bop, we've got flop. We got slop. Yeah, contradict <laughs> yourself. Be fucking high, because at this point, it's just like, I feel like we're not really into like that super curated stuff. We want, I don't know. We want the mess. I think we're. <gasps> do you think we're circling back to like early two thousands era of like? Oh yeah, I mean that's the cycle we're in. Like All right, fashion don't, wise, don't for drink sure. and drive, everybody. That's like the one rule. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, don't drink and drive. But uh, yeah, anything else? Not anything, you know. Use Lindsay your, Lohan. Use your judgment. Is, Lindsay Lohan's gonna come in stage right any minute now. She has been preparing for this because she, yeah, she's gonna. It's her world. It's her world. We're just living in it. 
Mykonos, baby. All right, so let's do our plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, thefake.guru. TikTok, I think that's TikTok, and then Instagram is the.fakeguru, blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, we're coming out with the phone sabbatical course uh, probably in like a week or two, something like that. We're just keeping yeah. it keeping it chill. So super stoked about that. Check out the podcast at entrepreneurs. Uh, dot podcast on Instagram and entrepreneurs.com. Uh, we're doing time benders on Tuesdays, 11 to 1 Eastern. And um, yeah, go for it, Kayleen. Yeah, Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram or Candles Unincorporated, depending on what version of me you want to see on any given day. Hoping that we're going to be doing like a late spring, early summer candle launch when my event life slows down a little bit so it's gonna be fun beautiful okay well thank you so much for listening and have a gay day